Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to Solo Cleaning School. This episode is going to wake some of you up. It's going to upset others and the ones that have a great mindset, a growth mindset, a big thinking mindset will love this. Everyone else, it's okay to be challenged. In fact, it's through the challenge that you can grow stronger. I heard this story a long time ago. How can you ensnare the spider monkey? You can't catch them. They're fast. They get on trees, they hop, they can climb. But how can you ensnare them? You can ensnare them because of the size of their mind. They are small thinkers with their desire for survival greater than anything else. I'm not going to tell the story as good as I've heard it told through people like Zig Ziglar, but it really is a great illustration. You get a special fruit that the monkey loves and a simple box with a hole in it large enough to fit the arm of the monkey. But what happens is the monkey reaches inside the box. Once they realize that there's a fruit in it, the monkey will grab onto the fruit and pull out of the hole, except for one small issue. The hole is only large enough for the monkey's arm. When the monkey's grasping the fruit, it's making a fist. The fist is too large to come out of the hole. What is the monkey to do? He has a decision to make. He can let go of the fruit and therefore remove his arm from the box and get away. He can survive. Or he can hang on to the fruit. Unfortunately, the monkey cannot let go of the fruit. He is ensnared by the desire of having this fruit. Then the trappers come over and they hit the poor monkey over the head and kill it. It has a sad ending. Now this doesn't exactly relate to the podcast that we're going to discuss today, but I just want you to put that into your thinking. That the small-minded monkey could only think of his next desire. That's all he could think about. He couldn't think of the bigger picture. All he had to do was let go of the stinking fruit and he'd be free and he could have moved on to something else. Maybe he could find that fruit somewhere else. But because he would not allow his mind to even go there and think that the fruit could be somewhere else, he wanted it now and it cost him his life. This past weekend... My wife, Teresa, and I had a chance to escape for a day to the beach in Ocean City, New Jersey, one of our favorite places to go, and we threw our bikes in the back of my pilot, and we went ourselves, five kids, with Mimi, that's Teresa's mom, for the day. Thank you, Mimi, for watching the kids, and we took an hour and a half drive to the beach, and we rode our bikes all over town, got food. We were able to do something we haven't done in years. Sit on a beach with books and just read and take a nap if you wanted to. That is such a simple pleasure in life that we don't even remember since before having kids. So if you're a parent out there, you relate to that. Imagine being on a beach, just you and your spouse. No kids. We had that all day. Well, I'm also a very observant and curious person. We were sitting on the beach around noon with our lunch in our hand as the 
restaurants weren't open for dine-ins. We just took takeout, ate on the beach. We sat 12 feet from the lifeguard stand. And I was listening to a conversation between the lifeguard and a beach patrol guy. I promise you I'm not nosy or gossipy. I just like to hear what other people are saying because it allows me to see inside of their mind to see how they think. I love seeing and understanding how people think. There's a couple lessons I learned from listening to the lifeguard. First, there was two people in a conversation and the lifeguard dominated. He spoke 90% of the time and when the beach patrol guy had a chance, he was cut off. So right off the top, I knew that this lifeguard, no matter how great his skill set was, he's not good with people. He doesn't understand that he is dominating the conversation. And because of that, he's losing influence and the ability for other people to like him. And what was he talking about? Ironically, he was talking about his career and how he had moved up through the ranks of lifeguarding. I'd pin him around 30 years old. But he had gone through and served as a lifeguard and even moved into a position of city council where he's helping the community. Sounds like a really great guy, model citizen, saving lives, important work. I don't want to diminish what he's doing. But then I heard him say how he had been passed over for promotions and some of the things he said or did rubbed people the wrong way. But he really does want to get ahead. I'm thinking back to lesson one I just mentioned probably doesn't realize that he's talking 90% of the time. And maybe that's what's rubbing people the wrong way. And seems like a great guy. But what he doesn't know is what's hurting him. And that's the case for so many of us. Are you a solo cleaner that is talking people's ears off and without knowing it, you're hurting yourself? Check yourself at the front door. I'm telling you, make a time limit for how long you talk to people. Some people want to talk. Let them talk, but still have a cutoff time. Other people don't want to talk, and you will endear yourself to them more by showing up and doing the job and getting out versus talking their ear off. Promise you that. Back to the lifeguard and beach patrol guy. By this point, Teresa's saying, what are you doing? I'm just listening to this conversation. Now, she knows that I'm interested in this, so she kind of tunes in too, and we hear the same thing. There's a deep desire in his heart to get ahead. I'm a new dad. I have a daughter at home. And now I'm definitely feeling for him. He's a new dad. He's got incredible training as a lifeguard. Saved, I'm sure, hundreds of people's lives in his 10 to 15 year career in public service and working for the city of Ocean City. Awesome. It's really awesome. I commend him. And he's a new dad. Awesome. Has he put in the work? Has he saved enough lives? Has he served in the city council? Has he done enough to earn a higher position, a higher pay? I'm sure it is, but we also know that people skills makes up 85% of your ability to move up in a management role, and you have to move up in management and up in leadership and up in influence if you want to make more money in the system called jobs. Yes, this lifeguard has a viable skill that's worth a lot of money, but he's within a structure, a system called government and jobs. He will only make as much as the job pays, not what he's worth. And that's where the small thinking comes into play. Because all this young man knows is go to school, get good grades, go to college, or in this case, 
lifeguarding school, become a lifeguard, work hard, get a promotion, work hard, make more money, work hard, work your way up the ladder, and that is the typical route or the pattern to get ahead. But you have to deal with other people as well, and other people want the same jobs you do. When you have a 1,000 lifeguards and 100 management positions and 10 supervisory positions and even less than that, positions that would really earn you some money, you've got to set yourself apart and it's not just your lifeguarding skills. 85% is going to be your people skills. I wish I could reach over to say, hey man, I know you're a new dad. I know you're a great lifeguard, but let me just give you some observations about people skills. Hey, read these books. And if you could get even better with people, you absolutely can put yourself on the promotion path and get to those higher incomes. That would definitely be an improvement and he'd be excited about that. However, that is still within the locked system of the job, of the government. Only so many positions, only so much money for a specific job. I feel so sad for this young man, this young family, because he has a viable skill. He saves lives. He's been doing it for years. EMT, lifeguarding, and not just in a pool, but in the ocean where it's even harder with the rip curls and all the different things he has to learn. He has such an incredible skill set. And if he were to take the first step in getting great with people and getting those people skills down, and then the next step would be to get a growth mindset. A growth mindset means you don't stick with what you already know. You're open to new ideas. When you hear new concepts, you receive them, learn about them, and grow from them, increasing what you knew before to now a new level. You're growing. That's a growing mindset or a growth mindset. When you get challenged, you answer the challenge not with excuses, but with action, and you get better because of the challenges. You're growing. See, people with a fixed mindset will not step out of the job organization or job structure. They believe that there's a cap on everything they do and therefore they cannot grow past the cap. They have a fixed mindset as Carol Dweck in the book Mindset talks about. And definitely grab this book. It's such a good book. Also, by the way, go grab the book The Magic of Thinking Big and The Art of Dealing with People. Three great reads to blast through this small thinking problem and this lack of people skills problem. Back to what I said to Teresa. Teresa, he's got such an incredible skill set. He's a new dad. What does he want? He wants more money. He wants a better life for his young wife and his young daughter. He wants more money, yes, but he wants more time. And as long as he plays the promotion game and all the backstabbing, even though it's in a great profession of lifeguarding, he's going to always be struggling to try and provide more. And when he does provide more, he won't be home to be able to spend the time that he wants to with his wife and daughter. I said, the opportunities today are abounding. He could find people like us that would be willing to pay him to teach our kids how to swim. Every parent is worried about their kid at the beach. There's been too many people that have been killed and drowned because of rogue waves and rip curls and people not being smart. This guy could teach our kids and people like us how to be safe in the ocean. 
and how to be safe on boogie boards and whatever else we're using. We just go in the ocean and swim and trust the lifeguards to save us. Imagine if he started a course or an online program or a membership or a one-on-one consulting or whatever he chose. He could be in business for himself with the skill set he already has as long as he adds people skills and as long as he gets out of his fixed spider monkey mentality and learns to let go of the fruit because there's something else better out there. There's other fruit out there that tastes better and that don't cause him to get stuck in a box, which is the box he's currently stuck in called corporate America, or in his case, government work in Ocean City, New Jersey. Small thinking will keep this young man in a rigged system, in a system that is designed to pay what the job is worth. And if he opened his mind to big thinking, he could earn what he's worth. What's the value that he provides on the open market? I've heard this so many times. Have you ever seen the engineer that makes 75000 a year, starts his own consulting business, and can make triple in consulting outside of the company? It's because the company pays the engineer based on what the job is worth. But once he gets on the open market, he can make three times as much because his value to the market is way higher than the salary he got. And the salary is another version of a spider monkey box because with a salary, you get benefits. Paid vacation and sick time, medical, long-term investing. These benefits are like a box for the spider monkey as well. Will you accept the low pay, limited advancement, and the drama of working in a corporate setting just to keep the security that you think you have with benefits and sick pay and vacation pay? I'm going to leave that rhetorical. I don't think so. I was in the corporate world. I know what it's like. If you start a solo cleaning business, nobody's going to give you sick pay. Nobody's going to give you time off paid vacation. Nobody's going to pay medical benefits or invest in your future. You are. Only you can control your own destiny. So if your mind is small thinking, you're going to hear what I'm saying about solo cleaning and you're going to say, oh, that's a con. I don't get benefits. But if you have a growth mindset and if you were like that lifeguard thinking, what could I do in my own business with the skill set that I have? What do I need to learn to get better? If you had that kind of mindset, you would say, oh my gosh, a solo cleaning business is a massive pro because I can decide how much I am worth. I can decide how much I want to make. I can decide how many days I want to work. If I want to be with my kids more, I can decide that. And I did. Go back to the early archives from October of 2019 in the Solo Cleaning School podcast. Hi, my name is Kevin Lacombe. If you listen to that story again, Kevin's wife Sherry was working for a cleaning company as a solo cleaner and making $11 an hour, and after taxes, she kept about $8.50 per hour. Then they joined the Solo Cleaning School, learned how to start their own solo cleaning business, and within their first month, They got their solo cleaning business over $3,000 a month and her hourly rate went from $11 an hour working for a company trapped in a system to over $90 an hour. Are you kidding me? That's almost a 10 times growth because they were willing to come out of their comfort zone and think bigger.
I really do wish I could go back to that lifeguard and have him listen to this podcast. But the truth is that won't happen. But what can happen is each and every one of you listening to this podcast right now, whether you are a solo cleaner or do something completely different and you feel like you're trapped in one of those monkey boxes, here's my advice. Read The Art of Dealing People, The Magic of Thinking Big, and Mindset. After you read those books, you will not be able to keep your arm in that box any longer. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on Solo Cleaning School. Remember, don't be a spider monkey. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>